Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Amen. The second lesson for this Sunday doesn't necessarily seem to fit. If you recognize the lesson from this Sunday from Ephesians, it's actually the doctrine of election. I just marvel at the doctrine of election. Every time I read it, I just say to myself, wow. Because the doctrine of election is so complicated and yet so simple at the same time that it brings up so many questions. It can lead people down rabbit holes that sometimes don't even have answers. And Paul here takes that doctrine of election and in one paragraph, really, which is in, when he wrote it, one big sentence, even. He, take and he takes and he makes it into a very succinct teaching which basically boils down to God's people have every spiritual blessing in Jesus Christ since before time by the grace of God. Wow. The doctrine of election is a doctrine that our God has given us in the scriptures purely for the comfort of his people. It's a doctrine that encourages us in this world as we face trials and as we maybe begin to question our faith where here we see God say that he has chosen you from before time to be his and to be one of his elect and to be saved and to join him in the heavenly realms and this morning even though it seems out of place that we look at this letter from Paul this doctrine of election and find comfort even as we talk about our God supplying our need because election as we read it from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, talks about God supplying our greatest need. That's the focus for this weekend, it's the supplying of the needs. You see God do it in the Old Testament for his prophet in kind of a miraculous way, maybe an odd way, but yet we see Elijah listen to him and go and do exactly as he says, knowing the Lord would provide. We see the Savior feed over 5,000 people with just some bread and some fish, miraculously turning that into even more than enough for his people as he desired to give them what they needed. And now as we read from Paul in the doctrine of election, we have the most important provision from our Lord. We have every spiritual blessing. Every spiritual blessing, Paul says, not just the start, not just some, we have every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms in Jesus Christ. Christ. You know, Psalm 34 says that the lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. And Paul very clearly agrees. Paul felt that he lacked nothing as he followed the Lord and trusted him, even in what he was going through there at that time. I'm just looking at this great doxology that he starts off with as he writes the Ephesians. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Boy, Paul has some great doxologies in his letters. This is no exception. And even as Paul writes this, he knows that he has riches beyond all measure and beyond all counting. Paul probably, if he was here, probably couldn't even tell you just how rich he is in the grace of God. How rich he had been before he was even born, before he even existed. Before the world itself existed, Paul says he was rich in God's grace and given every spiritual blessing 
that you could imagine poured out on him that is the fathomless fountain of grace that God secured for Paul that grace which adopted him as a son through Jesus Christ which has won for him an eternal inheritance which has won for him glory and heaven and forgiveness and Paul writes this to the Ephesians that this too is for them and he writes this as it is for us as well God's children even today we are rich beyond count we are rich beyond measure that treasure and that pearl that we talked about last week that was worth more than anything in the world this is it right here and this treasure this pearl this was procured for you before the world even existed but what do you do when you don't feel rich you know what do you do when you look to the Lord to provide all you need and the bread and the fish don't seem to be coming or you don't have as much as what you thought you would or hoped you would what happens when you begin to envy what others have because it's nicer than anything you could possibly imagine having yourself what happens when you wake up in the morning and you think to yourself well how come this isn't working out what have I done what have I done to displease the Lord do I need to believe even stronger maybe my faith isn't good enough but Paul answers here that that's not the case you know we don't measure God's love for us and we don't measure the greatest provisions for us based on what he gives us in this world Paul didn't and neither should we you know people relate so much better to concrete things to, to things that are tangent to them things that they can touch feel and experience in this lifetime so when that bread and fish start coming and things are going well it's very easy to thank the Lord and to praise him for all the things he provides when things are going well it's very easy to think that the Lord loves you and to think that the Lord has lavished on you all of his grace and all the riches of heaven when you find it going difficult however it's easy to wonder how you're slipping through the cracks and how God has missed you when things are going difficult you might think to yourself Paul writes these words and that's easy for him but Paul was also a man who saw Jesus Christ himself Paul was a missionary Paul was a man who was inspired by the Holy Spirit to write this it's easy to miss what the real blessings from God are in our lives regardless of what you do or don't have here you always have every blessing in the heavenly realms secured for you in Jesus Christ you know Paul didn't see an abundance of blessing in all of his lifetime Paul had it pretty rough a lot of the time numerous occasions he was kicked out of town he was beaten he was arrested as Paul writes us to the Ephesians, he's under house arrest. An arrest that, which had lasted a couple of years at this point. He was held in jail longer than he was supposed to be. He finally pulled the Roman citizen card to go appeal to Caesar. And now he sits in Rome under house arrest, able to write to the Ephesians. Paul knew hardship. Paul knew what it was to not have and to lack a lot of things. And yet he writes, 
very clearly first to the Ephesians, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord and uh, through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Because he knew that for everything he didn't have, he had everything in Christ, and that God had secured for him that greatest provision that could not be snatched away from him as long as Jesus Christ held on to it. Now we can be so good at focusing on the here and now. You know, we can be so good at worrying about what we're going to have today or worrying about what we will or won't have tomorrow. But none of those things matter. We have no reason to worry. God promises to provide. And after providing the greatest gifts in the heavenly realm, what is it to provide for us here in this world? If God can provide the greater, he can most certainly provide the lesser. You know, if Paul also writes to the Romans, how he, God, not also along with Jesus Christ, give us all things. And so you can't measure our God by material blessing, but the love of God is seen instead in his eternal election for you, which is nothing but a pure show of grace for the sinner. Even as Paul writes it, all you see is God chose. This was his good and gracious will for you. It was in Jesus Christ that you might have these heavenly <laughs> treasures. The gift of election is just a gift of grace that is beyond all comprehension to the human mind. It's such a high personal concern for you that God had before you were born, before the world was even formed, God wanted you. <coughs> and God made a plan so that you would be secure in Jesus Christ. Even before you were on anyone's mind, you were always on God's mind. And even though he knew that you'd be born a damned sinner, he made a plan to redeem you and make you his child and to make you righteous and holy and blameless before him. And why? Because it was in accordance with his good pleasure and his will. Before you were born captive to sin, he had the plan to save you, freeing you through the forgiveness of sins and the blood of Jesus Christ as it dripped from his body on the cross. Paul says, the riches of grace have just been lavished on you through Jesus Christ, and you are richer than you could ever possibly imagine, even though you may have the least of all things in the world. It's literally unbelievable. Thank God the Holy Spirit has brought us to believe. Brought us the faith in this wonderful gospel that we might be able to marvel at the grace of Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus says in Matthew, Matthew 5, he says that God sends rain on the just and the unjust, on the evil and the good. The righteous and the unrighteous are taken care of in this world, regardless of who they are or what they've done. And yet you have a treasure much more than them. You have been provided for so much better than what they have. They can get more rain than you ever will, and yet they will never experience the same joy that we as Christ's children have, knowing that personal concern God has shown for us. Every provision that he provides comes from this grace. And to show such love to erring creatures as we, that spiritual well-being that he provided that, constitutes the crowning mercy of all of his actions. God has planned from the beginning 
from before the beginning every spiritual blessing for you and from before the beginning christ agreed to die for you so that those could be yours to make that all happen he had your well-being in his mind the whole time and he still does today that hasn't stopped wow you were literally always on god's mind I, I can't answer all the questions about how that works and how the doctrine of election always uh, makes sense because it doesn't. All I know is that it's by God's grace he has chosen you and provided for you a heavenly home. And it's waiting for you. He wanted you to have everything from eternity. And as we can see from Jesus in the gospel, he can clearly provide for this uh for what we need in this world but that wasn't god's concern from before eternity god's concern was your salvation god's concern was clothing you with his son's righteousness not getting you just all the food and, and shoes and house and home that you could possibly have no it was your eternal soul it was his plan to save you and there's literally nothing more that he could provide for you that could draw praise from our lips so greatly as this does. As we say with Paul, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. His grace truly is glorious. And so brothers and sisters, you may not always see the food that you desire or that you want on your tables. You may not live the great life that some of your neighbors have or the life that you think would at least be comfortable. You may wish that you had more things like the rest of the people in this world and maybe you don't always seem very cared for but you have it all you've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms and like paul like the ephesians you're a part of that we that paul writes you and every brother and sister in christ is rich beyond measure so rich that the riches of God's grace have been lavished on you and are lavished on you every single day over and over. The scriptures tell us that God's mercies are new every single morning for you. So God does take care of our body and our life. More importantly, he sends his Holy Spirit to continue to take care of our souls in this world that continues to beat them down continues to build up our faith through the gospel to keep us in the one holy Christian apostolic church as we say in the creed. These riches were poured out on you from before you even were, before the foundation of the earth was, before anything's existence. And that fathomless fountain of God's grace has secured that plan for you and your salvation make you holy and blameless before him and to provide an internal, eternal inheritance, an eternal home in heaven, and forgiveness of sins. You have everything and more than you need. You are most certainly rich and loved by our God. Amen.